Wake up and live. On Wake Up and Live, we've got in living color, live <laughs> and direct, coming to you from the Auckland Park studios at the SABC uh, Radio Park. <laughs> Confidence <laughs> Lima, author and speaker, award-winning. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, and good morning to the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure to be here. It's lovely seeing you again. I know you have been with us uh, via the telephone, but yeah. we've missed your laugh. Ah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Looking thanks. great. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I had a, I had a, a bit of an illness, but I'm, I'm back and I'm, I'm punching harder than ever. Ah, love that. Okay, <laughs> now yeah, you want to talk to us about quitting for success. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Quitting for success. What an oxymoron! What an oxymoron! And it's it's funny, you know. The motivational speaker a lot of times said, "Don't quit, don't quit." But the reality is that there are certain things that you need to quit in order to succeed. And um, the first point I've made is quit procrastinating and start doing. Off air, you talked. Uh, you mentioned COVID. And um, I remember during COVID, just after 2020, a friend of mine calls me and he says, no, I want to, I've started a podcast. I want to, to be one of my guests, da, 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 go there, do it. And then afterwards I ask him, hey, Marana, what, what inspired you to do this thing? And he says, no, I've, I've actually, this has been an idea that I've had for about three years or so. So he's, he's been sitting on the idea. And what happened during COVID, he contracted at COVID. And it was the bad COVID, so it was touch and go. He didn't know whether he was going to make it. And after that, he said, you know what? I may not have another opportunity to do the things that I want to do. And so he went out, got the savings, bought equipment, and he started his podcast. And a lot of times, it that's what it takes for people to act on their dreams. Some kind of hectic experience that tells you that, you know what? You don't really have all the time that you thought you might have. But it doesn't need to come to that. I think whatever dream you have, whatever idea you have, there's something that you can do today to make sure that you get closer to it. And he shared it with me a powerful quote. He said, procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. Mm. I want to repeat that. Procrastination mm. is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. So there's a chance you have it today. There's an opportunity you have. There's talents that you have today. But we always assume, no, I'm going to get a, another opportunity tomorrow. And, you know, a lot of people live on this island. If you look on the, on the map, you won't find it. But <laughs> there are so many people who live there. It's called Sunday Island. Yeah. Sunday Island. Someday I will I will start that business that I've been thinking about for the past five years. Someday I'll be I'll be rich and I'll be able to do ABC. Some, exactly. That's where a lot of people live. And if you go to Sunday Island, Osnukula, uh, what you will find there are graves. Sunday Island is full of graves because that's where dreams go to die. That's where ideas go to die. There are brilliant ideas that people have had that there are big dreams that people have had there is impact that people are supposed to have but because they 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 went to sunday island and that's where a lot of dreams have died that's where a lot of opportunities have died so as human beings we we need to really vacate sunday island and you know there's something i think all of us are guilty of because we do we always think we've got tomorrow but tomorrow as they say it's, it's never promised so we have to vacate sunday island and very important you, very, very important exactly. how do we do it no, you, you, you make a decision. Just like this friend of mine, 
for him it took a near death experience for him to make a decision that he could have made five years ago and there's a decision that you you need to make today that you know okay I, I, on, even if it's just taking that step of registering that business there's an idea that you have there's a product uh, that you you've been sitting on you know somebody's really good at baking for example and they always get complimented about their baking but they don't know or or maybe they do know but they haven't taken the action that the their millionaire status is in their baking. There is something that they've got. There's a recipe that they've got. And a lot of times we look at our gifts and we, we undermine our gifts. We look at our gifts and think, no, but this is something so regular. This is something that's not special. Mm, mm. But you may find that your your the seven figures that you're looking for is in that very thing that you're undermining, in that gift that you 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 belittle and you discard and you think, no, this is just a regular thing. But that may be the very thing that God has given you to for you to change the narrative of your family, to, for you to change the narrative of your community. So you have to take action. That's why that, that's the first thing it says, quit procrastinating and start doing. And you know, it's funny, when you, when you start taking action on your dreams, no? one of the things that happens is that your sense of self-confidence will rise. A lot of people's um, perspective is that when I'm confident enough, I'll do it. But no, do it and you are going, your confidence will grow. Sometimes you wait for that feeling that, you know, uh, yes, I'm, I'm somebody who's able, I can do this, I can I can actually go out there, start this thing and make it work. And we wait for that feeling, uh, and that feeling becomes a thing that we think will, will uh, um, push us to do that thing. But your confidence will grow in the doing. Mm. When, when you start doing that thing, when you start running the race, your strength will come. A lot of times we wait for that, we think we must get the strength first, then we must run. No, run and the strength will catch you on the way. Sure, this is very powerful, very powerful, especially at this time of the year when we are so exhausted. Yeah. All we want to do is just, you know, make things wait. <laughs> but time is not waiting. Nothing time is, is not, waiting. Time is not waiting. And, you know, uh, it's, it's something I was talking to about with a friend of mine as well, uh, year-end fatigue. And I think everybody's feeling it. But I think it's it's equally important to realize that our dreams are not going to wait for us. There, there, there are people who whose lives are dependent on whether or not you are going to take action on your dreams. I mean, there, there are people out there with brilliant ideas, um, and the fact that they are not taking action on their dreams, they are impacting a hundred more lives. Because there are people who are so, who you're supposed to build your dream, and your dream is the can be the catalyst that feeds those hundred families. So when you don't take action on your dreams, it's, it's not, you're not just limiting your own potential. You're also impacting and limiting the potential of hundreds of thousands or even millions of other people. So it's important that we get into the mindset of doing. We have to become doers. We have to vacate someday island. So number one, quit procrastinating and start doing. And they, there's a quote I love that says, one day or day one, you choose. Mm. Let's choose day one, please, <laughs> for the sake of the greater good of the nation. Day one. Yes, What's sir. the next thing that we need to start quitting? So number two, <coughs> which I've touched on uh, briefly, is start uh, is quit staring at your gift and start opening it. Quit staring at your gift and start opening. You know, there are so many people who God has given them these amazing gifts, but instead of opening their gifts, they're just staring at them. You know, Christmas is is around the corner, and imagine that somebody has given you a gift. And all you're doing with it is you're staring at it. Oh, look at the packaging. Oh, look how nice it is. But you'll never benefit from that gift if, you've never, if you never open it. Uh, 
Yeah. And it's the same with us. You know, there, there are some people who've got great singing gifts, but they are they are content to just sit and look at other people sing. And it's people who are less talented than them. And you know, you know, one of the telltale signs is when you always criticize people on the stage or when you criticize people are on the field. A lot of times it's because you you have an innate capacity to do it better than them. But you've decided to become a spectator. You've decided to, to sit and actually watch the match that you're supposed to be uh, participating in. And it's funny, you know, the, the spectator's chair, is, it's a, they call it the armchair critic. The, it's very comfortable. You know, when you're, when you're on the spectator's chair ne, and you are, you are hailing insults at the, at the players on the field, when you are protected from, from all the injuries that ha- take place on the field. But from the training. From the training. <laughs> there is so much that you, you are protected yeah. from. But you know what else you'll never get? You'll never get to lift the trophy. So as, as cozy and as comfortable as that spectator's chair, that, 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 that seat that you take and, and, and you, you give yourself the permission to point at people and say, no, but they should be doing it this way, this way, this way. You are the person that's supposed to be on that stage. So you have to take that action and say, you know what, I'm not going to be content with just staring at my gift. I'm going to actually open my gift and use this thing. Maybe you've got an entrepreneurial gift. And, you know, even when you were young, you were that person who was selling sweets in the class, etc. But right now, you've, you've settled for a life where you are, you are, you are in a job and, and you know, you're, you're barely getting by. But you've got this entrepreneurial gift. You've got this, this idea that you've been sitting on for years. And your that idea, that dream could be the catalyst, as I said, for changing your life, for changing your community, for changing your family. So we, we need to quit staring at our gift and start opening it. There's a friend of mine, uh, Osman Godago, who I've known for him for years, for years and years, and for years he was addicted to, to cocaine. And he, he was in an industry where it, it, his best gifts were not being shown. After uh, getting free from cocaine, he decided to revisit a gift that he had when he was young, which is drawing. And I'm telling you right now, ne, that gift has allowed him to to uh, uh, get a house, get a car, pay for his, his kids, just drawing, just doing art. But it's a gift that has been dormant for about 10 to 15 years. And a lot of times we think of our gifts and we think, no, but I haven't. I haven't been on stage for 15 years. I haven't, the last business that I, uh, I opened was 10 years ago and didn't succeed. And so you, you've parked it. So there's a point now where you need to revisit your gift. Revisit that thing that, you know, always brought you that, that sense of passion, that sense of purpose, that sense of, you know, that I'm adding value to society. So no matter how long you've been sitting on your gift, you can still revisit it and revitalize it. There's uh, those who are saying right now, look, I'm, I'm set in my ways. Mm. I'm in my 40s, um, and this is me. This is how I do things. Mm. I want success, but I'm not moving. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's really about how, how badly do you want it because um, those who, who end up uh, winning and succeeding in life are the people who decide that the comfort zone is not a place I'm, where I'm willing to die. Because a lot of people die in their comfort zone. They get into into that, that rhythm in life and they say, you know what, this is how I've done it for the past 10 years. But if you continue for the next 10 years, then you'll, you're going to be where you are. You'll always be at the place that you find yourself right now. So it's about you deciding, 
Am I willing to pay the price to get the things that I want to get? Am I willing to make the changes um, that I know that I need to make in order to get the things that I want to I want to get? You know, is that old code that so you can take the water, the, the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink? So you have to be thirsty enough. You have to desire it enough. You have to want it enough. You have to get to a place where you are sick and tired of your life to the point where you say, you know what? Every month I'm barely getting by. Every month I need to go to Machones. Every month I need to do X, Y, and Z. I'm tired of living life this way. What what change can I make? Yes, I've got I've got my nine to five, or I've got uh, this source of income, or I've got this relationship, etc. But what are the things that I can I can start changing? What are the small changes? And a lot of times we think that we need to make big changes, but no, make small incremental changes. Those are the changes that will start creating that build up and start creating that momentum in your life that leads ultimately to the change that, that, that you are looking for. And you know, the one thing that you are guaranteed if you don't make those changes is that in 10 years' time, you'll be complaining about the very same things. And in 10 years' time, you will be here. So you need to decide in 10 years' time, what are the stories that I want to be telling? Am I going to be telling a story that says, this is, I was there 10 years ago. I decided to make these small incremental changes. And now 10 years later, all those changes have added up. And now I'm not complaining about not being able to meet my my obligations at the end of the mm. month. I'm not mm. complaining about always having to go into this particular organization where they don't value me. So in 10 years, think of yourself as the, 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 the plus 10 years you. Are you going to be somebody who's going to thank the current you or are you going to be looking back and saying, but wow, I had that opportunity, but I didn't make the changes. Yeah, and I think it comes to your third point uh, that we should quit being rigid. Yeah, and mm. start bouncing back. So quit being rigid and start bouncing back. And you know, a lot of people, you know, life happens, uh, and a lot of people have developed hardened hearts because of their life experiences. You know, somebody went through a bad experience in a relationship and now they believe that, you know, that, that uh, uh, quote that we, we all hate so much, men are trash, or that, you know, all women are untrustworthy. Maybe you went into business and that business failed and now your heart is hardened toward entrepreneurship. Um, but when your heart becomes hard, you know, it's, it's like a rock. And when you throw a rock, one thing that it doesn't do is bounce back. Sure. It, it stays where it is. And you should have a heart that's more like a tennis ball. A tennis ball... When you when you when you when you throw it, it bounces back. And what it's really about is about your adversity quotient, which mm. is something we touched on. Your ability to to go through a hard time, but the hard time doesn't crush you. The hard time doesn't become your 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 your, your stop sign that stops you in life. It's merely a yield sign, and you say, you know what? Yes, I I'm, I went through this bad patch. I went through this rough patch in my life, but there's still a whole journey ahead of me that I'm gonna go on. So we need to we need to quit being rigid and start being able to bounce back. So no matter what you've gone through, develop the kind of heart that says, I can come back from this. You know, no matter the, the failure, I can make it through this. And even if you have to, you know, cry, and there's a, there's, a, there's a time for crying. There's a time for screaming. But you need to get to a point where, yes, you go through that crying because it's part of your healing. You go through that screaming, it's part of your healing. But you need to be able to see a point beyond that. You need to be able to say, you know what? Yes, uh, I've gone through this thing, but I'm going to form my heart, not like a rock, but more like a tennis ball. Yes, I've been thrown uh, into the darkness, but I'm going to bounce back. There's a future that ahead of me. There's a vision that I have. There's a dream that I have. There's a family that I have that I need, I, I need to take to the next level. So you always need to 
have that that ability to to bounce back don't be rigid don't be like that rock be able to to bounce back and you know when you when your heart becomes hard ne? you become hardened to opportunities you know just because a relationship failed a business failed it doesn't mean that you should close the door to the possibility of having another relationship or opening another business you also become hardened to learning and correction you know may Maybe there's mistakes that you made in the previous relationship or the previous business that led to the downfall. So when you harden your heart, you, you also close yourself off from the possible lessons that are in that thing that you're supposed to get yes. so that your next relationship mm. or your next business becomes better than your previous one. So don't harden your heart. You also harden it to, to progress because the, the learning and the development that takes through that takes place when you when you embrace those those lessons help you to progress they help you to get further in life so quit being rigid and start bouncing back and i think you know all this yes, especially the, that around being rigid is a mental state yeah 100% um and I, I, what what you notice in people is that they'll be rigid mm. because of past experiences yeah. um and they'll be rigid because of past traumas or yeah. something scared you yep. um maybe you grew up and you did not have enough mm. um and you told yourself growing up when i grow up i'll always have now you've got this job mm. that is unfulfilling mm. that doesn't take you anywhere mm. but for the sake of mm. i don't want to be poor again yeah i don't want to go to bed on an empty stomach yeah. you are stuck on that job yeah. complaining day in and day yeah. out <laughs> And innately, you know that this is not the thing for me. But because of that past trauma, because of I don't want to go back to that state, uh, you know, the it's it's become a crutch in your life. And in time where anything becomes a crutch, it means that you're not running at your best. It yeah. means that there's, there's wound, woundedness that's happened. Uh, but the crutch helps you get along. And, uh, and, and, and... It, it's not only just, you know, from the past, sometimes in the present. Yeah. So if I, if I'm, I, um, someone gives you um, criticism and says, look, confidence, this and this, you mm. can do better. Yeah. D don't do this because it's hindering you mm. in the present. Yeah. Um, don't, don't be stingy. Make yeah. an example. Yeah. Confidence, don't be stingy. The stinginess will come from where? It comes mm. from your past trauma, yeah. but you're acting it now. Yeah. Um, and when I say confidence, yeah. you know, be liberal, mm. then you will get more. Yeah. Then you harden your heart mm. and say, yeah. because <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, 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 and those are the things that, that hinder a lot of people yeah. from, from progressing and coming into success so we've got a message uh, from Gabi Musase who's in Lesotho who says grand rising Patricia and confidence it's always amazing to listen to your conversation with Ndate there uh, I'm someone who is gifted in so many things but how am I going to utilize them so w mm. how does he start if there's a lot of things he's gifted in? Yeah, there's, there's, some, there's a term uh, called uh, polymath. And polymaths are, are people who have mul multiple gifts. And a lot of times um, it's difficult for them to focus on one. But what you need to do is look at the gift that, is, that you have the highest potential in. Because even if you have five gifts, ne? There's always that one gift that stands out more than the uh, the others, and there's always that gift that you have more passion for than the other gifts. So look at look at what what is the gift that gives you the most fulfillment, and what is the gift that that 
from a potential point of view, you you have the highest potential in. So you can you do it so well that it's going to make you stand out because you may be able to sing, but maybe your your giftedness in, uh, in that in that sphere is not at a level where it can give you national recognition, for example. But you've got a a gift with your hands where you know people come to you with 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 mechanical issues and you're able to solve it in five minutes which from a business point of view can become something that you can turn around quite quickly so look at those different dynamics and say what what with all my gifts what is the gift that i've got the highest potential in and what what is the gift that i can utilize to add the most value to society and also what is the gift that i have got the most passion for because that's the gift that usually you'll be able to, you won't need encouragement, you won't need somebody like me to come and tell you to, to do it. You're going to go out there because you have that innate passion for it, you're going to go out there and run with it. Now, what is the next thing that we should quit doing in order for us to attain success? Yes, yes, ma'am. So the final one is quit looking down on yourself and start believing in your potential. And it's, 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 it's exactly what you're saying. And the point of media is that don't let your background dictate how you see your future. Because a lot of times we are, you know, we, we, we go through life and life happens and we, we, go, we have all these different experiences, um, negative and positive. And a lot of times we, somebody told us that, you know what, you're not going to make it. Somebody told you that um, um, somebody of your skin color, of your, your particular biography, your particular biology, you you people don't make it in this particular industry. And we, we've listened to that and we've internalized it and we've turned it into our truth. But then we need to start dismantling those kind of conversations that are happening within us. We need to start questioning, but really, uh, uh, am I somebody who cannot succeed in the industry? And what I always love to do is I always look for reference points. I always look for people in that particular industry, that particular sphere who come from a similar background as I did, who come from uh, a similar upbringing as I did. And I say, but if they could make it, it means that there's an opportunity for me. It means that there's a chance for me to make it. So don't let your background dictate how you see your future. And also, don't let the success of others become a source of discouragement. You know, one of the saddest things um, in society today is that we, we look at people who are successful. And a friend of mine uh, said, wrote this a while back, and he said, their success is not your failure. Their success is not your failure. Because as human beings, sometimes we, we innately do this thing of comparing ourselves with other people. And then when we see people who you know we grew up with, people who come from where we come from, succeeding at a, at a level where we are not necessarily succeeding, at, it, it starts becoming a, 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 a thing of condemnation towards us. We start saying, but we had the same uh, opportunities. Why? Couldn't I make it and they make it? But you've got your own lane to run. You've got your own your own race that you're running. And if you're gonna live life by comparisons, you're always gonna be feeling down on yourself. You're always gonna be measuring yourself against somebody else who's doing better in a, in a in a different arena. But you need to find your own lane. You need to find your own your own sense of of purpose. Your own sense of passion. They are probably succeeding because they found the lane that is right for them. And you need to find the lane that is right for you. You know, when you look at the 100 meters, everybody has got their own lane. And as long as you stay in your lane and you're running, you're going to finish the race. It's not necessarily about winning the race. A lot of times we, we have this thing in life where we think we must win the race. No, finish the race. 
your assignment on earth is to finish the race, not necessarily win the race. Because when immediately when you think about winning the race, it means that you are, there's somebody else that you are looking and said, in order for me to win, I need to beat so and so. So don't take that mentality because that there's always somebody who's going to be faster than you. Your assignment is to finish the race. Your assignment is to get to the finish line, having run your hardest run, having given your best effort. That is where you win. It's not when you beat anybody else. And I think social media makes this so much more difficult oh, because yeah. everyone looks so beautiful. Everyone is so successful. And then we start doing the negative comparison, yeah. ourselves and the others. Yeah. And we never feel like we are adequate enough. Yeah. But it comes back to um, self-determination, your yeah. first um, you know, point around confidence mm. and, um, and stopping to procrastinate and starting yeah. to open the gift instead of you know, leaving it closed and just staring at it. Yes, ma'am. Uh, it comes to self. Yeah, 100%. And what, what you said, you know, the stats are scary now when it comes to depression and suicide. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we are living in the age of social media and we are seeing those stats rise. It's because people are constantly on, on, on that feed, you know, that never-ending scroll, you know. You can scroll for 10 years and you mm. won't find the bottom of that, of that scroll. And so there's always ample people to measure yourself against. You'll never run short of people to compare yourself against. And if, you, if, if that's the mode that you've, you've, you've taken uh, in your life where you go on your Instagram and you look at all, all the people that you, you know from your past, some of your friends, and they're on vacation and they're doing this and they're doing this and you... You are in that constant comparison. Don't be surprised when depression comes knocking. So you need to get out of that mode. Life, life is not a race against other people. It's a race against your own potential. It's a race against the gifts that God has given you. The person that you need to measure yourself against is the person in the mirror, the person that you know, I've got the innate ability to do X, Y, and Z, but am I doing it? So you need to measure yourself against your potential, not against um, other people's successes and wins. Hey, Tima, quit certain things so that you can be successful. Yeah. Um, what's your closing comment on, on our discussion today? Yeah, closing comment uh, is just that. Quit looking down on yourself and start believing in your own potential. And a lot of times we want other people to believe in us, but for them to believe in us, we need to, we need to have that, that spark already. A lot of times we, we look for other people to put the the wood on our fire so that we can we can we can you know be ablaze. But if there is no spark to start with, no matter how much wood people put on you, the fire will never be there. So the spark needs to be there already. There needs to be something that you're already building, something that you're already believing, something that you're already um, actioning. So that whatever encouragement you get externally, whatever resources you get externally. It's just wood on a fire that's already been started. Oh, amazing. Confidence, how do ATMs get in touch with you? Uh, you can email me, seed.selemet, uh, Ascension Book Publishers. I've also got my website, uh, info at confidence, selemet, or zero to zero. My WhatsApp is 072-479-4288. Thank you so very much. That was uh, Confidence, selemet, quitting for success. Yes, ma'am.